Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week, we bring you a woman who uses her talents to help other women succeed at work and in her life. Now, if you've heard my podcast before, you know I've been interviewing these amazing leading women for over 10 years, and I always enjoy hearing their stories. My first book, Leading Women, is still available and was developed by 20 influential women who shared their secrets to business and in life. Now I'm pleased to announce my new book, In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life. It's available for pre-buy on Amazon right now and will be available for in hardback everywhere on January 8, 2019. We are so excited about this new book and have chosen some of the amazing women who are quoted in it to talk about it and about their own work on the behalf of all women. This week, I'm pleased to introduce you to Judy Hoberman. Judy is a trainer, executive coach, consultant, speaker, and an author. She is the president of Selling in a Skirt and executive director of Walking on the Glass Floor, which is also the title of her latest book and also an Amazon bestseller. Judy's mission is to empower women in the workplace and create an environment where they can thrive as leaders. Her latest training is called Empowering Equal, not identical leadership. Key leadership tools from Judy's book, Walking on the Glass Floor, are also shared along with the ideas how organizations can champion and mentor emerging women leaders and how they can foster their qualities needed for men and women to support each other in the workplace. We'll learn more about Judy's responses to the messages of my new book, In This Together. So welcome, Judy. Glad to talk with you with on conversations with smart, amazing women. Thank you for being here. Judy, thank you so much for being with me. And, and the book ends together. I, I love the support that we receive from you and the words of wisdom and what you're doing. And, and I think we're just uh, we're, we're in that sisterhood community. We are on the same page. Welcome. Totally, totally. Thank you. And I totally agree. And I think that there are more and more women that are actually supporting each other. You, don't, you may not hear about it all the time, but all of a sudden you start to realize there's a whole sisterhood out there that are doing just that. And, you know, it's so much more fun. Uh, I mean, in the horse community, we have a group of women. In fact, you'll find if you if you go to horse shows, you'll find that probably seven. Now, this is a different kind of world because women probably uh, take up about seventy-five percent or more of the horse community. We ride, we show, we have the horses, and you know what? A lot of these women have the money too. So it's an interesting. It's an interesting group of women, but we also have those women that support each other, and we have those women who basically do not, and we know exactly who they are. Everybody knows who they are. Who do women think they're kidding if they're really not in the same community of sisterhood and support of one another? I mean, I don't, I think, I don't think they understand that. I really don't. No, and, and it's interesting because we always talk about, well, the fact that, you know, women are looking for their champions, yeah. And a lot of times they're men, but a lot of times they need to be women as well because we're we're not going to be a threat to each other. We really are trying to support each other. Yeah. I always tell people if somebody wants my job, they can have it. Just as long as I know that's what they want, I can take them on that journey. Absolutely. Yeah, and I've heard the reverse. Women will say to me, "I think she wants my job." And that's say, okay. And I, and I said, "That's okay, fine." But have you ever thought she's trying to learn from you? And nine times out of ten. 
That mm-hmm. woman is just looking for a mentor, someone who can help her just to learn the ropes, not take your job necessarily, but to learn the ropes and be a good find a good mentor. So let's talk about you for a minute because I think, again, what is so important, especially for women, when we do connect, we typically connect with our stories. And those stories are so powerful about how we became who we are, why we're doing what we're doing. And again, even today, what brought us together is who the Judy Hoberman I'm speaking to now. How did you get to be her? Tell us your personal story. A wise woman had told me you know, many years ago that if you go back to when you're four or five, there's something that happened there that actually brings you forward into what you do today. Really? And so when she said that to me, I thought, hmm, I wonder what that was. And I sat myself down, and I actually remembered my father telling me when I was probably four or five, girls don't do this and girls don't do that. Yeah. And what do I do now? I do girls do do this, girls do that, and women do this. So it really is you know, an interesting passage going from being told that you can't do this because you're a girl into, of course we can do this, and let's see how we can do it. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's really how my, my life started, but I've done so many things, so many different um, careers. I reinvent myself all the time, I believe. Yeah. But I, you know, I've always gone into male-dominated industries. I don't know why. It just happened. But it was great because I had to really learn how to do things myself. And then when I needed support, I actually had to ask for it. So there were things that I learned that when I do training or coaching, I encourage women to ask for help. I encourage women to look for things that may not be, you know, so female centric that maybe there are opportunities that you might have to step out of your comfort zone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that is, those are the two most important questions I think that are given to women, especially when either, either one of us are talking or trained, is first of all, do you support women? Do you support other women? And then do you ask for help? You get almost a confused look on people's faces when they hear the, the direct questions, but it's absolutely so clear and so true. I listen to your TED Talk. I, I'm, I'm going to get. I'm going to jump off topic. I hope not for too long. But uh, I was listening to your TED Talk, and I really enjoyed that about the father who kept mm-hmm. trying to get his daughter. She she had already determined that she was going to medical school, and that was her path. But her father said what she was going to be is always beautiful and that she needed to get used to that idea. So he kept enrolling her and, and putting her in these beauty contests. And she, of course, then kept unsubscribing herself for these beauty shows, beauty contests, and he kept doing it over and over again. But, but again, I think that's the, the key that oftentimes that women have, their perception is so key to where they actually – see themselves in the path or or down the journey or in the journey that they're taking as far as, like you said, at four or five years old or even younger or or later in life, who actually gave them the the baton to move forward into their lives as far as a woman leader or a woman follower or just a woman subscriber, whatever you want to call it. But I think that TED Talk really, really is very poignant and very, very important for a lot of women to understand. Perception is so important. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times people look at you and they see one thing and then it couldn't be further from from the truth. You know, when I did the TED Talk, I remember, you know, mine was was called The Greatest Missed Opportunity. And so it was really about being prejudged, which I have been my entire life and I still am. But I remember 
the day before we had to go for dress rehearsal, and one of the other speakers came up to me that day, and she said, why are you here? And I said, it's dress rehearsal. And she said, look at you. You're all put together. Why do you need a dress rehearsal? And I said to her, if you're going to be here when I speak tomorrow, let's have a conversation after that. And I just walked away. And so when she heard my talk and she realized I was talking about being prejudged, she came up to me and she said, I am so sorry. I had no idea that's what your talk was about. Yeah, yeah. Because you just naturally assume, well, you're all put together. You know, okay, so maybe I'm dressed well or whatever, but I I still have, you know, the same feelings that everybody has inside of things that have happened and the, the tapes that keep playing. Yeah, and I think that's why it's so important for women to share their stories with each other because we find out oftentimes that there are those similarities as mm-hmm. far as that confusion of perception or what you know people assume that you are or are not. And when women do share and start to sh- talk about their stories, there's always a, a, a huge connection. I, I'm sure after that conversation with her, you've become very good friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But that's but it, that's what happens. You all of a sudden become like, you know, like you've you've known each other forever. Yeah. You know. I think that's the other piece that's so important. When women find women they can actually trust. Mm-hmm. You're talking about it, and we're all talking about it. But it's it's the trust of other women, but trust in in our male allies and our male advocates as well. That's that's key. So okay, so in this journey of yours, what are the faces of people that you see now who really helped you to be who you are today? Well, my grandmother was originally. I mean, she was like the original feminista. She was a feminist and she was a fashionista. I mean, she she was totally put together. Um, But when I got into business, my, my very first female mentor and business coach was the very first person that really didn't take any of my nonsense. Because I knew better than everybody. I mean, really, I'm in a business for myself. I don't need a business plan. I know what I'm going to do, which is really ridiculous. But she called me out. You know, after I said I would do something and I didn't, she called me out. And that was my biggest eye-opening aha moment ever, that I really did need someone's help, that I couldn't do this by myself. And I always thank her, always, always. I mean, she made me, and I use air quotes, but she did. She made me write a book. That was my first book. Mm-hmm. Um, she made me really scale my business the way it was supposed to be. She was my very first person that was female that ever gave me really good instructions and directions and that I listened to because I didn't have anybody else. There were no women when I was going through my career, none. It wasn't like they didn't want to work with me. There weren't any. It was me. Yeah. And yeah. so when I found her, it was, it was like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe this is what I've been mis- missing. And that's what I wanted to be for other women. So she really, she's amazing. Yeah, I was, I was blessed to have two grandmothers. One was, like you said, she was put together. Uh, it was a jewelry company, and uh, she was always, looked, looked the nines. I mean, but she was only like four or five. But we would go into a restaurant. I loved, I always loved going, and I'm named after Mama Nancy was her name, so I was named after her. And so we would go into a restaurant, and this little woman dressed to the nines would walk in there. And you know how they always, I mean, at least they used to. I don't, I'm sure they still do, try to put women in worse mm-hmm. room. And so she, she looked, at, looked at these people. They were going to put us, like, by the kitchen door someplace awful. And she went, oh, no, no, no. And she pointed over to where she wanted us to sit. And those, those people took us right over there. So I learned from this little person, this, this woman with authority, 
you've got to use your voice and you've got to go out after for what you want. And, you know, my other grandmother, same way. She was just a kind, sweet woman helping lots of people. And then my mother, of course, she was a, a million-dollar real estate woman, so I listened to, listened to her on the telephone all the time going, listening to her talk and so, you know. <laughs> Listen to your mother on the phone. You can learn a lot. So I was lucky to have uh, several different women. But I, I don't think I would have been the same person without those people in my life. Just for examples, they didn't say to me necessarily, you can do this, but they, I just watched them. You know, I just knew at some level that maybe I had some of that DNA somewhere, somewhere there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are some of the strengths, then, that you see for yourself and for other women as far as leading? I think that part of the quality is of leadership. You have to be authentic because that's who people want to follow, and you have to be courageous, but you also have to be generous. Right. You know, I mean, we have seven qualities, but, but those, are, you know, those are really the ones that when I look at somebody that I admire, I want them to be authentic and I want them to be generous and, and they have to be courageous. You know, there's a lot of other things that they also need to be, but for me, those are the three that totally stand out. Yeah. I just recently, I don't know if you know Rebecca Silva, but if you get a chance to meet her, she's absolutely wonderful. She wrote the book, Vote, Vote Her In. Mm-hmm. And her whole premise, and I absolutely agree with her, is that until we break the ultimate glass ceiling, which is to have a woman president. But she talks about, you know, the importance that we really have to get that candidate. And I've asked to just think right now, if we had a woman president, what, what our, our world might be, what the United States might be like. I said, think about health care. Think about education. Think about war. If we had a, all these qualities, authentic, courageous, generous, collaborative, connective, a woman president, she's going to have leadership in such a different way that those things that we are struggling for, and many countries are not, look at Iceland, look at Germany, look at some of these countries that are being led by women that are doing fantastic, and they're, and they're making sure there's representation in all their different board positions and upper-level management positions that women are represented. They're doing fantastic. So, okay, so what's, what, why are women shooting themselves in the foot? What, what are we doing wrong? Why are we missing the mark? Because, you know, we buy 85% of products and services. Mm-hmm. We, we could be running the market. Women have money. We have money now. We have a vehicle to really, really represent ourselves in a greater capacity than we ever have. What are we missing here? Well, I think, lot of, you know, many of it goes back to, some of the tapes that are in our head, some of the things we learned when we were little. Yeah. You know, money's the root of all evil, and money doesn't grow on trees, and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And so if financially, a lot of women either don't trust their relationship with money or they don't have enough of an education about what to do with their money, or they feel, and, and this, I mean, I come from the financial arena, from insurance and financial, a lot of them um, don't have trust in financial advisors yeah. because whether, you know, male, female doesn't matter, but they don't have the trust in it. Yeah. But women really, they do influence 85% of all consumer purchasing decisions. Right. So right. if people were smart, they would work with women and they would bring women into a conversation and ask their opinion. And I think that's part of the problem is that women feel like they're not being taken either seriously or, you know, their opinion doesn't really matter or whatever. And we shoot ourselves in the foot because we are our own worst critics. Yeah. We're not good enough, and there's big, anything that's, that precedes enough is what we suffer from. 
Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. In the book, In This Together, one of the things that we spend quite a bit of time about, uh, talking about are the unconscious biases that they have towards themselves. Right. You know, and I think that's what you're talking about here. Uh, am I smart enough? Can, do I have these tools? Am I confident enough? And, you know, a guy can have no experience in going to get a job. A woman will say, I've got to get two MBAs and I've got to have at least two to, two to three years of experience before I can even apply for the job. And I think that's, especially with these elections. Now, one of the things I did ask Rebecca after, after that conversation, I said, Rebecca, who's coming out? What are, who are the candidates going to be coming out to be running for the, the next presidential race? And she says, you know, you're going to be surprised and you're going to be pleased. You know, she didn't say names, but I was just kind of pushing and prodding, and then the candidates should be coming out. And by golly gee whiz, we better get behind them and we better vote them in. I mean, I think that's the other thing is we do have these women that do run for office and they get out there. And all of a sudden, it's like they're out there by themselves. They're looking around. They're not getting the financial support. They're not get the, getting the emotional or the psychological support that they need to continue on through these very, very difficult races that often, mm-hmm. often occur. So I, I think it's going to be not only us that are going to have to make the difference, but that we recruit male allies and male supporters as well to continue to help us to do that. But I just think the time is now. Gosh darn, it's 2018. Can you believe that? I know, and it's almost going into 19, and we're still having a conversation. Yeah. So we, we, have, to, we have to be confident. But when, when you have a sister standing next to you, you have a sister who is there to support you and who's there to lift you up, uh, you, you can do anything. I think that's mm-hmm. the important thing is that if we can talk, start really supporting our candidates and these women and each other, that anything is possible. Didn't they just say that there are more women in government than there ever has been, more candidates are female, more than they ever has been, and they just have to get voted in, but they also have to be, you know, qualified. Right. You know, everybody's, you know, they had that whole thing about the California law about that there's no longer, you can't have all-male boards, which is great. And so why we have to have it legislated, it's just the way it is. We're getting at least a foot in the door, however you want to phrase it. But when I posted it, I had a lot of men saying, so what you're saying is that you would prefer to have unqualified women rather than qualified men. And I said, that is so not what I'm saying. But the truth of the matter is that's what people think. If we keep saying we want more women, more women, are we looking for just, you know, a box to check because it's women, or are we looking for the right women? And I'm saying we're looking for qualified women to fill these these positions. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't even think otherwise. I mean, that's silly. If you look at any candidate, you're going to both, you know, you're going to assume that they're, at least you're going to know at some level they're qualified to, to run and do what they're going to do. So, yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. But again, that goes back to that perception, that mm-hmm. goes to that thinking and those, those tapes that are running in men and women's minds as to, I still remember when I was, you know, I mean, we can always remember our own history, but but here I was working very, very hard to get my doctor, and I was doing lots of things because I wanted my daughters to make sure that they also had an opportunity to see that that I wanted to be that role model, I wanted to be that mentor. But I actually had people say, who do you, who do you think you are? And it's, it's amazing because I still think that's going on is that there are women that are truly qualified, but there are people out there well, Missouri, for example, the auditor, I'm supporting her race. She had her second child during the last election, and they said, well, you aren't going to run again, are you, because you've got a baby now. I mean, so, so we still have these biases and these, 
these thoughts that just really, really swim around in people's heads as far as what they think and what, what you know. She says, well, of course I'm going to run. Of course I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing. I'm, I'm good at what I'm doing. I've been in this office now. I'm going to continue to stay in this office. So, you know, sometimes I get a little disappointed in, in women. I, mm-hmm. I do. I believe that, uh, yeah, we can be our own worst enemies, and we've got to stop doing that today. Stop it today. I, lo- I love your mission, help one woman a day. You know, Madeline Albright said, and I quote this one many, many times when I'm speaking, there's a special place in hell for women who do not support each other. But it's amazing what we can do just to help one woman every day. So what do you do? You get up in the morning, how do you do that? How do we, how do we help one woman every day? How do we do that? Well, you know, a lot of times it's if I'm speaking or I'm doing a training or I'm on my radio show or something, I always talk about one woman a day, and inevitably there will be someone that's raising their hand saying, can I be your woman today? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and some people will say, well, don't you want to help like 10,000 women a day? I'm like, no, because one woman exponentially when you do that is a lot of women. Because women, I mean, most women know other women, and if I can help one, then they can help one, and they help one. And so I just, you know, whatever they're looking to do, whether it's they need to ask a question or they have, excuse me, they have a challenge, whatever it is, why can't I help them? You know, I was speaking um, the other day, and I had asked a question. And, you know, a few people answered and whatever, but there was a woman I kept feeling like she needed to talk to me. And so I said to her, let me ask it a different way. And I asked her a question, and and she said, oh, how did you know I needed to hear that? Yeah. You know, I just said, I'm not sure. I just felt it. But after we were done, when I was off stage, she came up to me and she started to cry because she said she needed somebody objective to talk to that would get it. Yeah. And she said, and I knew you were that person. So there was my person. Yeah. It it was funny. In fact, the first book, Leading Women, came from a uh, radio podcast similar to what we're talking about today, but her name, well, I'll call her Mary. And I said, Mary, how can I help you to be successful and continue to be successful and, and your mission, you know, help you with your mission and what you're doing and, and how, how can I be of service to you? And it, and it became very, very quiet. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden I thought, did the call drop? Where is Mary? And I said, Mary, Mary, are you there? And she said to me, and this is in the sweetest, most meek voice I've ever heard, she goes, you mean you want to help me? Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, that's exactly what I want to do. And that was the most powerful thing that I've ever experienced in my entire life, that something so simple yet so magnificently powerful could change everything in just a few seconds between mm-hmm. she and I as far as that relationship. And, and that really, I mean, it was like a thunderbolt for me that I realized that that is the most important thing that you can do or I can do for other women is just by simply saying, how can I help you? How can I support you? You know, how can we do this together? Wow. Whatever we need to do, what, what can I help you with? So, no, I, I love that, helping a woman every day, one woman, because that will, that will grow and grow and grow into so many other women as well. Yeah, All right, you know, well, let's talk about your, your books and let's talk about your new training or your training that you're doing, uh, Walking on the Glass Floor Foundation as well. You know, Women Can Connect for Good is my foundation. Talk, what do you want to talk about for the last few seconds? But I think I love foundations. It's the best thing I've ever done in my life is creating one. Yeah, absolutely. And and we created a foundation because we actually wanted to donate um, proceeds from the book back to different charities and foundations and 
social causes, and you can't just donate money. It has to go through a foundation for so many reasons. And so we created this foundation, and really what we want to do is we want to empower and educate and be able to help women that are in underserved communities or underprivileged communities or however it works, or women that want to get into leadership and they just can't afford to hire coaches or trainers or whomever. Mm -hmm. And so we do put a portion of the proceeds back into the foundation so we can put on events and, and cater to this wonderful group of women that are, you know, just chomping at the bit to have the same opportunity as everyone else. Yeah. And, and so, and that's what we do. And so we're very excited about it. And, you know, we just, we just want to make sure that if you want to be in a leadership position, let's help you get there. Yeah. As long as you have the ability to do it, let's help you get there. And let's not just get you there, let's keep you there. Absolutely. And your your book is a bestseller on Amazon, Walking mm-hmm. on the Glass Floor is a bestseller. So you are getting that done for sure with the proceeds. Just a, just a little plug for In This Together because I want you to know this also. Women Connect for Good is, is a partner with Take the Lead. Mm-hmm. And the proceeds from the book, In This Together, will go directly to all the proceeds will go to Take the Lead. Now, it doesn't make any sense for me and for our, my foundation, for my team, not to completely support Take the Lead because by the year 2025, we have to have equal gender parity for leadership in our country. Otherwise, our voices are not going to be heard. And you know what? That's the other thing. We've got to put our money where our mouth is. You know, Be mm-hmm. serious about what you're talking about. But that's wonderful. Okay, your other book, Selling in a Skirt, also is a, is a wonderful a wonderful book and another great tool, set of tools for women becoming leaders. And now your training that you're doing now, talk, talk about that a little bit. So the training is really for what we've been talking about. It's about women in leadership, men that champion them, women that champion them, and redefining culture. Yes. And the, the training is, the, the, the initial training is a 2J training, and it really is very self-aware, self-reflection, all these things that, make you do what you do every single day and as a leader how to take what you who you are and use that into your leadership we did a train the trainer we have 10 certified trainers and i have to tell you that they were in tears because they learn more about themselves Mm -hmm. so that they're able to do the training for companies and businesses and individuals it's amazing I am so excited about it. It's already a movement, and it's going to be something that you can't even describe how good it is because that's how good it is. We all have to join forces, take the lead, mm-hmm. the training modules. We all are in this together. So, Absolutely. So, you know, any ways that we can connect, as you know, and, and I hope you do know in the future, Judy, however we can help you and, and help each other to continue our mission and to grow this community of of women leaders and our male advocates and male allies, it's gonna, it's just gonna, we just got to keep the momentum going, and we can't, we can't let it stop. We just have to keep moving forward one day at a time. But uh, uh, I'm excited about what you're doing, and and I want to thank you so much for supporting the book. And so, however we can support you, vice versa, that's how it works in this world. And I congratulate you on all you're doing. I can't wait to help you push your book out. We're so excited for you. It's going to be amazing. Thank you so much. Pre-sales are going on on Amazon right now. The hard copy will come out January 8th of 2019. 
I'm looking at a, a copy of it right now. It's it's exciting because you know this is this book is a, it's a culmination of many many years of work, but it's also a culmination of a of a group of women who are doing this and and just as yourself. Do you mind if I read your quote? Because I really of course I would love that. Thank I you. I absolutely love it. This is the quote that you made for In This Together. I grew up hearing that women didn't do this and women didn't do that, and I did not have a female mentor until I was 55. Dr. O'Reilly shares many strategies to help women rewind those old tapes and create new ones. I found myself on so many of the pages, and as an advocate for women, I know that being for women does not mean being against men. Dr. O'Reilly creates the perfect scenarios for women and men to work together. This is the new, newest tool in my toolbox. Oh, that's beautiful. I, 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 that just says it so well, and it makes us, it makes us all so happy. It really yeah. does, because it just, this is just, uh, you know, I have daughters, I have granddaughters, I have women that are needing these messages, and, uh, and these men that are just waiting in the sidelines, or they're there waiting to help us as well. And one day when we're all in it together and we're all looking around going, well, and, you know, no war, no, no problem with health care, we've all got edu- good education, you know, and, and we have all the things that we need to live fully in these, in the, in, and have a great lifetime. So thank you, Judy. Thank you so much. I wish you, you continued success. Anything that we can do, please let us know more about your training and things that we can help you to continue to advocate and, and get more information out there. That's what we do. So, And I appreciate you and right back at you. Thank you. You have a wonderful day, and let's keep going. Absolutely.